threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. This is it. This is it. Welcome, Cam. Yeah. We're here. How's your new year? good yeah yeah good apparently you can't say that you can't say new year no you can't say oh. it's gonna be a good year oh, yeah, yeah, got, yeah. everything's good my wife was like oh you're gonna jinx us <laughs> i didn't yeah, know no, she was good. didn't know she was that superstitious i didn't either uh it is what it is you yeah sh- if you haven't listened to the last episode we had the wives on just recently that was the first of the year days ago yeah yeah or was it was it the new year at that time i think so well yeah yeah it, it was it, it dropped it was, on the first yeah yeah we so had it planned like six times so i forgot when I we know, did it kept getting sick yeah Whole hey, town is sick. The whole town is whole sick. state, I think, is sick. Yeah, it's no bueno. Yeah. Uh, as you can hear, I still am fighting off whatever this is. Manhood. The bubonic plague or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, anyways. Right. But we're right. here yeah. today, and we have a really good episode for you. I think so, too. Right? Because we always seem to go into, like, goal setting and, yeah. like, new time preppers. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about all the reasons you don't prep. Yeah. Common prepper excuses. I, I like... That'll be really interesting, don't you think? <laughs> I think so. I think that's why we picked the episode, right? Because we thought I'm it was like be going back on it. It's too late now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this a good one? I don't even know. Should we talk? No, about I this? think it's good because there are. I mean, just like anything else, it's yeah. it's easy to come up with excuses, and I think prepping is it is a big one for people. It's just like, eh, we'll talk about the reasons why yeah. a lot of people don't actually get into it. For sure. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, before we get to that, though, I got to tell you about BattleBox. It is the monthly subscription box full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, BattleBox sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you'd normally pay. You never know what's in the next box, but here's a sampling of what users received this month. The Eco Vessel Code 19. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, Wonderwear, uh, reusable stainless steel set. That's that, awesome. Yeah, that's way cool. Love it. Rocket Gator Mammoth Series 60 liter waterproof duffel. We've not gotten a duffel. That's the first Starting one. Starting a whole new thing for me on bags. It's cool. Yeah, Cam, Cam's getting all into it. All this badass starts at just $34.99 per month. They've shipped over a million boxes and won best subscription box of 2020. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at battlebox.com slash casual preppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife when you sign up at battlebox.com slash casual preppers. Listener, reviews, stuff. Seems easy enough. Now. Seems easy. Get a free knife. That's right. I am prepared. I'm prepared for it. That was like a <laughs> Italian Russian. <laughs> That's why I was like, dial it down a little. Yeah. Um, do I read the whole thing in Russian? Probably I think so. Not. Yes. Okay. Love this podcast. In this mad, mad world, binging your work has helped me through day, through days, <laughs> through the days, <laughs> through day. I've only been at prepping for a few months. So I have a long way to go, <laughs> but I am, I, it's a weird reading. I know. But I am prepared, better prepared than most. I owe that to you guys. I learn and laugh out loud. <laughs> keep, keep him coming, please. Thank you. Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> Apple Podcast. Cindy Lou Who. That's great. Uh, five stars. If you guys want to be a part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, leave us a five-star review. Make it awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a mad, mad world. Hey, Cam, our good buddy, um, Mark Zuckerberg. 
Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's at it again. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about this, but uh, the Facebook founder's underground bunker, estimated to be worth around $270 million, Where is this at? Is being built on the northeast side of Hawaii's God, Kauai they've Island. They've got to be super irritated. <sighs> Guys just digging holes. <laughs> digging holes and... Hiring holes. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, details about Zuckerberg's newest property have been revealed, and it's quite luxurious. Zuckerberg has been buying up land near his Hawaii property to gain more building space, Business Insider reported. The underground bunker will include its own energy and food supplies and what appears to be a blast-resistant door. It's 57,000 square feet, roughly the size of a football field. The space will have... Play some good VR in there. (sighs) Yeah, man. A lot of open space. The space will have more than a dozen buildings with at least 30 bedrooms... 30 bathrooms, multiple elevators, offices, conference rooms, and an industrial-sized kitchen. Wow. It will also include a full-size gym, pools, a sauna, hot tub, cold plunge, and a tennis court. The bunker will boast, this is weird, 11 tree houses with intricate rope bridges. Okay. (laughs) You're just like, I always want one of those. I love that door. Anyways, uh, that's kind of crazy. Anybody who's working on it has to sign like NDAs. It's it's kind of nuts. That dude. is nuts. Yeah, and so people first are kinda, hole dug two feet uh, hit water. Oh, I know. Yeah, like how would you do hit that? Lava. What are we supposed to do now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's weird. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Everybody wants a bunker, right? But oh, I think in so. Hawaii, you're like, I'm gonna go deep away from all of the yeah. nice scenery. Kind of just seems like. You'd have to get to Hawaii. I know. Then, like, I'm like, I don't okay, know. whatever. Man. But I guess it's those guys that have their bunkers over there in New Zealand. Same kind of That's deal, true. right? Just a bigger island, right? Yeah, I guess so. Anyways, weird well, stuff going that on. That is weird. Weird, weird, weird. Um, this one isn't so weird. It's just, I mean, what's going on in Florida? Nobody Florida knows. woman wants Hershey to pay $5 million over misleading Halloween suites. Oh, really? This case is seeking damage. Uh, the case is seeking damages for... Anyone in Florida who bought items including Reese's peanut butter pumpkins, peanut butter bats, peanut butter footballs, and Christmas assortment of peanut butter snowmen, stockings, and bells. She claims that the outside picture, you know, that shows the pumpkin with a little face carved into it. Yeah. There's no face in it. Oh. She was deceived. She's mad about that. So she wants $5 million because she paid her own $4.49 at the Aldi supermarket. Yeah. Then they wouldn't take him back. No. Nope. She took a big old bite, probably. Yeah. But don't taste yeah. like a face. When she opened the bag ah. and she found that were the not only were the facial features missing, there were no carvings whatsoever. So messed up. Man, our world <laughs> is just it's tough times. I don't know how she got through the day after. I that. don't either. But I'm like <laughs> Well, I hope she gets her money. It's just know? we live in a hard world nowadays. Yeah. Thought I'd throw that in that yeah. you know, people have it tough. You can't even get candy these people days and be satisfied. Have it tough. Yeah. So that's a good one. Um, well, let's get into this. You yeah. know, um, common prepper excuses, and then this is something that could be useful for several things. One for yourself, if you're if you're like one of those people that make excuses of why you're not doing this thing specifically with prepping. <laughs> um, here are some reasons that you might Everything. be rolling around in your head, and we can kind of talk about why those reasons are good or bad, or what is a good way to kind of get around those reasons. Also, if it's like you know, a family member or a friend or somebody that you know that is making these excuses, this is kind of good to think about and know, and you can help them. Yeah. Say, hey, you know what? Yeah, man, I get that. Yeah. But here, let's talk about I bet this. you someone you know that doesn't prep, one of these is like their big their big problem. Most likely. 
For sure. So let's kind of get started with it. And a big one is, uh, this is something we see all the time, is it won't or it can't happen to me. Nope. As far as. Everything's perfect here. Yeah. We've got all the support we need. Which is a funny one these days because it's happened to everybody. I mean, when you think about back to the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. I think it was a big shocker for a lot. There's like, I I didn't realize. I mean, I knew, but. It, you really saw just how fragile our yeah. like economy and not well not economy but like shipment and yeah. how much we rely on everyday shelf like foods being stocked yeah. it just happens overnight you don't sure. know how it happens but you know how many people did you have discussions with i i i can remember some very specific discussions near the beginning of the pandemic where people were like you know was, nothing's going to happen it, we're, we're going to talk about it for oh, a yeah. week on the news and then it's going to be over with and i'm like everybody i'm like look you know we've obviously doing what we do we had a lot of involvement in it we were looking up all the information we were really involved in it and i'm like i think this thing might actually be a thing yep. that we have to discuss and people are like, hey, ain't get, nothing's wrong. Nothing's going to happen. In a week, everybody's going to go back and laugh at this. And then, yeah. you know, obviously it didn't. It was like, yeah, one or two, two uh, like two or three weeks before I remember stopping and picking up extra water and stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah. Weird. Then huh? that lockdown, man. Yep. And tough it, stuff. But, um, and that comes back to something that we talk about all the time, which is normalcy bias, right? This yeah. That's kind of the thing that that gets people not preparing sometimes basically people assume that the best is always going to happen they're not they're not assuming they're not thinking about those uglier alternative um ways things can turn out you right. know it's a form of denial kind of protects you from anything that's like too far out of the norm for you right um and, and it's the funny thing is is like how often do we see emergencies happening around the world it's right. all the time every time you turn on the news something is flooding or there's a tornado or there's a pandemic or there's a cyber attack or there's a home fire, whatever it is, it's constant, but it's really hard for people. It's kind of numbing. Yeah. You know, you're just like, that's not a big deal. This is world. Yeah. This this is is just how it is, but it doesn't happen to me. So I don't need to worry about that. Right. Probably fake anyway. It's all fake news. (laughs) It's It's all all staged. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you hear, like, oh, that sucks. Never going to happen to me. I don't have to worry about it. That's nice. But it's a really hard thing to make people understand is that it can happen to you. And to be honest, it will happen to you at some point. There's going to be some sort of For a, sure. an emergency that hits you. Um, and you just never know. It's n- that never happens until it happens. Yeah. That's, that's the whole thing. But And this is something that... Uh, Jim Shockey was talking about when he was on the podcast with us. A lot of people, they just don't want to think it could happen to them. Yeah, there's it, definitely that you know what denial. I mean? Yeah, it's like a denial thing. It's because like if I do think that that's a thing that's going to happen, then I have to deal with it in some way. Um, or even that it could. It's yeah. like almost like they jinx themselves. So yeah, exactly. I start preparing. Uh-huh. Government's going to collapse this whole thing. Exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's definitely a big one. This yeah. normalcy bias, it can't happen to me, won't happen to me. I'm Superman. Nothing ever happens yeah. around here. And it's not town. even those, yeah, and it's not even those big things. Like, you always talk about of, like, the personal apocalypse yeah. things, too. It's like, I won't ever lose my job. Anyone True. can lose their job. And for sure, at any point. Days. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like I'm about as secure as can be, but I still can. I'm like, oh man, you never know. I know. Like you just don't. Yeah. What would I do? Yeah. We've seen like, um, at the hospital, somebody that's been there, like a nurse anesthetist that was there forever. And like some little 
argument with somebody over kind of a big deal thing. It was like yeah. a, yeah, but um, he was gone. Like they didn't even give him any time. And I was like, they can do that? Wow. Yeah. So anybody so, yeah. is at risk of that. And Yep. And yeah, you don't think it can happen to you. We're not just talking about the asteroid strike. That's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> it could be anything. Um, the other thing is, and I like, and this we saw a lot during the pandemic too. Mm-hmm. And I think it also goes into like you were saying, it's like the news and stuff kind of shows these things and then it's just forgotten. Yeah. Like is, is the Ukraine war even happening anymore? I don't you know what know, I mean? It's just I don't like, know if the Ukraine is there anymore. I, don't I know. know. It's like, it kind of just, it's a big deal for a minute. And then everybody just assumes everything goes back to normal. So, um, one big thing, a lot of excuses that, okay, something happens. A lot of it's going to resolve pretty quickly. Yeah. Like we have a good system. We have a good government. Like it, it's not going to last that long. So I don't need to get crazy and store three months of food or a year's worth. It's yeah. Because it just never will. And that thing that people say, we have a good system, good government. I know. Yeah. Not so much. No, I mean, no, no, really, no. when you look at it, it's or very, Or even very a fragile. good community. You know, it's like, sure. we have a good community. Yes. They're going to be there to yeah. support everybody. You don't know that. No. And probably won't happen if it's a long, long-term thing. So, yeah. But yeah, our system, um, a lot of us think you can take a beating and keep on going. Mm-hmm. But a simple, uh, nasty virus yeah. that was both deadly, but, you know, a lot of people survived. It screwed our system up even to today. Like still, we're still feeling those repercussions, right? And so luckily it wasn't as devastating as it could have been. Mm -hmm. Um, cause you could, I mean, that, that's all it took shutdowns and, and, um, and, uh, you know, people having to stay home, it screwed everything up big time quickly. And so a lot of people, we just don't see that in our lifetime or a lot of people haven't. So we just don't believe that it can happen. Right. Um, and we always feel like we could recover. We just bounce right back. We're America. We're sure. okay. Yeah, and we are resilient, obviously. We're that, a great country. A we have, yeah, yeah. if any, could, you know. Right. But it's like, it's it can easily collapse, too. Sure. It's crazy how fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people, most of the time, is like, ah, oh, three to five at most, like a storm or something like that, you yeah. know, should blow over. The most problem I would have, three to five days, um, maybe a week. I could probably be fine with that. Yeah, You'd be that's... surprised that just in a week, Oh gosh! Like I remember, was it last year that storm and the people in California? They were, yeah, they were trapped, and a lot of them died of starvation. Like in California, super rich state, in and Texas, they were living in the mountains. Yeah, in Texas. So it's like, yeah, we can't go that long <laughs> without and the three system. to five days is a lot longer than most people think. If you if you haven't prepared anything, yeah. If there's no power, you ever had a power outage for more than a day? It's I can't I, even remember that long but i remember yeah. like a few hours being like an eternity it feels like forever you're just like well we do especially if, and you, you're like opening the fridge like oh or and you're clicking light switches yeah, you're always time, thinking it's yeah. on you're like oh i forgot the power bar. yeah let's go turn on the tv it's oh, weird wait. the routine yeah. like that we have that gets that will definitely be interrupted um and then like and that's the thing that's hard to motivate people because they haven't experienced it to to be able to go and prepare yourself for this thing that they've never experienced or even know anybody that's really had to go through something that long. Yeah. That's another thing that makes it really hard. Also, the other things that are, that are, you know, overlooked are like banks. Mm. A lot of people are like, Oh, the banks will never close. Like what's that one in Silicon Valley that just collapsed? Like just tons of money just gone. Like, and so, uh, yeah, they can go super fast. Um, like one of my favorite movies is, um, one I can't remember the title of, that's the Christmas one with a, um, oh my gosh, 
he he works at the bank. He takes over the bank because his dad dies. Oh, a right. miracle! Uh, no, not that. It's uh, I know what you're. It's thinking. a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Yeah, it's a wonderful life. Couldn't get to it. Mine, no, my brain was like, yeah. it's gone. Um, but that like people, as soon as they feel or are concerned, pull all their money out, yep. and the banks don't have everybody's money there. At the same they do not. Time. That's not how they work. Yeah. So that system will collapse, and then you know, not to mention like if a grid. A full grid down, like you can't get most of your money because it's all digital, and mm-hmm. you know, and you have cards and stuff like that. Supermarkets, obviously, they depend on a daily um, stocking and yeah. trucks that come in. That gets interrupted for just a day or two, and it's crazy how fast um, the shelves are cleaned up. I mean, we just, just again with the pandemic, we saw how people were so desperate for toilet paper, and not even just toilet paper. There was like OTC meds yeah. people couldn't get. A lot of stuff that's like yeah, so the OTC simple. meds were gone. Yeah, frozen meats. Yeah, I remember having to like put your name down, right, and wait in a yep. couple of days. And luckily it came, and, yeah. you know, and if it never does, that's that's a scary deal. And like we were lucky because other places in town started to pick up some of the slack. I remember there were restaurants that were selling that's like frozen right. steaks and, and well, chicken. I bought a bag of flour from our steakhouse. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they were selling some steaks and stuff. It's just weird. Like, yeah, um, yeah it was weird. It was a weird time. Yeah, Forget weird. about it. You like walk it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think it happened. It didn't actually happen. Um, but yeah, like our system like runs very smoothly mm-hmm. but it's super fragile in yeah. many ways like money banks grocery stores um just regular everyday uh like good store like Walmart and stuff like that they Maybe just depend think about the on medical getting stuff. everything shipped in yeah the medical stuff I mean to yeah. think about yeah like antibiotics so last year was was that when the shortage of antibiotics was I don't know man that was that was hard to work around because yeah. You know, they ha- you have those people that are like, I'm allergic to everything. You're like, well, yeah. then just go die. Yeah, you're done. Because, yeah, because like the two antibiotics that you can take are out of stock. Yeah. But like, not just that complication, but it's like common stuff like amoxicillin and yeah. like um, Cipro and Cephalexin. Like we ran really low and, and had to wait to get those. And I mean, that was during just a really bad season. Like, if you have a pandemic or something, like, those meds are all going to be wiped out. And it doesn't even need to be a pandemic. It could be any, it could be a cyber attack. It could be something that disrupts the the, contamination or anything. You know what I mean? Like, it could be anything. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get that across to people sometimes. It really is. I mean, I think it's hard to comprehend because we've had it so good and never really had to experience that, even up to this age in life. You know, I'm like, In my 40s, and I've never, I don't remember ever going through something like that. No. I mean, obviously, the, the COVID was the COVID thing. was the worst, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe there were some bad times, power outage right. <laughs> on the farm, but yeah. it was like, you didn't have to worry about anything. No, you're 15 years my, old. I can't so. see my tractor today, a little <laughs> yeah. toy tractor. Doesn't matter. But, yeah. So, um, anyways, that's that's kind of one big excuse is people just don't think it's going to last that long. Yeah, you know? I could see that one. Here's a good one. Um a lot of people have that uh, some some real real good faith um, when it comes to what the government can do for them, right? Right, um, and this is a really hard one to overcome because yes, the government does have some plans for certain disasters in certain situations. They even have people that are doing a job full time that is to help people through disasters, right? Yeah, and so. Um, that's what a lot of people are like. Well, they're there, but even at that, all of their stuff's preventative. I it's, know, you know, he's like pretty much. I mean, there's obviously other stuff like yeah, Red Cross like, and, they, and they have plans FEMA. during, but yes. it's like the biggest part of that. It's like 
preparedness before. Yes, exactly. That's the biggest thing that they do. But yeah, and they've responded in some way in past events, uh, you know, uh, Katrina, but we saw like how, how well that worked mm. out, you know. Um, so it's with all of this, it's like really hard to explain to people why that isn't something that you should rely on for your preparedness plan. Like that's, sh- that's not your plan. That's right. not a plan. This is like a supplement to... Yeah. And even then, like, I don't even see it as a supplement, right? Um, And and that's the thing. It's like we know that when the cops are called, usually they come, you know, within a timely manner. Not always, but if there's a a medical emergency, yeah, usually an ambulance shows up and and, and helps people when they're needed. But those are those, those like, low-level disasters that usually only involve a few people. And we're talking about maybe a large-scale disaster or a long-term... Yeah, 30, 331 million people in the United States? Yeah. And good it's luck. like, a good thing there's another 330 million that are doing okay that yeah. can help you out. I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, what do they have, a, you know, a couple thousand people in FEMA or something? Yeah. Like, I don't know how many people there yeah. are, but how much can they actually do? Right. And how much will they actually do? And how much have they done in the past? Yeah. Right. And when we're talking about, like I said, large scale disasters or long term situations, the government honestly has little to no plan for you to keep you safe and alive. It's very, very minimal, whatever it is. Um, and, and I'm talking mostly on a national level. There are some local, you know, right. Your they local can only do so manager. much. They can just, only do so there's much. There's just no way. There's they too can, many of us. Yeah, right. Too. And that, that's the whole thing. They're really not going to be there to to come to your apartment and help right. save you. That's just not what their job is. Yeah. Or they couldn't do it. Even Who isn't going to drop their job. their job just to be with their family and protect their family? Yeah, most. Yeah, and like you said, you know, they do have some great resources like FEMA that help you beforehand. Like here's some things that you can do. Some information to help make you better. Uh, prepared for something. And that's where that's where you can rely on them a little bit is to give you some of that information. And it's usually very bare minimum stuff that you you can do, yeah. right? Um, but when that disaster hits, it's going to be all up to you. The government itself has a fantastic plan for keeping itself going in like dire straits. Yeah, in, in an apocalypse. We won't lose in a, you know. Yeah. And which is not always bad. No, it's not always bad. We need to have a government. We do, but they don't have a bunker for you somewhere. No. You know, it's for them to keep going. They don't have food for you somewhere. They yeah. they just don't. That is up to you. Yeah. Right. And um, you know, and along the same lines as this, like that excuse of the government's gonna help me. Some people think, well, my family will help me. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, which I get that, and they probably will try to, but that's not necessarily a great preparedness yeah. plan either. Uh, my church will help me. Yeah. That's I, I have that it kind of in that in this next part. Oh, do you? Okay. Exactly the same. Yeah. Or my neighbors in my neighborhood. Exactly. And, and I get that because you trust your community, you trust your neighbors, hopefully, I mean, in some way, shape, or form, and you do feel like they're going to be there to help you in some sort of a SHDF scenario, but they're not going to, like, give you everything they have so yeah. that you can survive. They're just not going to do that right. um, when it gets bad enough, so it's up to you. And yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, kind of adding on to that, that's kind of the next one is, like... Um, not not just relying on other people, but they're like, well, I'll just come to so-and-so's house. Yeah. I'll just come to your house. Like, we get that oh joke gosh, all the yeah. time. Constantly. It's like, you know, they start talking about preparedness and they just laugh. <laughs> I'll just come to your place. I'm like, yeah. dude, no. I can barely, I barely have enough for my yeah. family. I mean, I mean, not even be there. I don't know if you understand what casual means. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. But yeah, so um, 
but people joke about this, but I really do think a lot of them just assume, you know, I'll just go to my mom and dad's yeah. or I'll just rely on my neighbors or I'll just rely on the church to, to give me, um, food and supplies. There's just too many people. There's, yeah. it's, there's, and, and in desperation, like people aren't willing to give up food to feed you when they can't feed their, their kids. There's no way I wouldn't. No, no. Like you'd be crazy to think that somebody would sacrifice that. There's only one person on this planet that would do that, and her name's Tawny Hardy. Yeah. She would give up. And I'm glad I know where she's going to be in SHTF. Yeah. We're going to die. Yeah. For sure. Because she live. will take care of those around us. Yeah. No. But, um, but yeah, uh, even if they don't rely on the government, you know, their, their plan is just like, well, our, our community will come together, mm-hmm. and we'll have those resources, and all of us are of the same faith. So, you know, we're going to come together and help and we'll start, we'll, we'll bring all of our substances into one location and, you know, whatever yeah, plan sure. you think is going to happen, it's just not going to happen. No. It, it, in some, to some extent, there'll be some help, but sure. if any, anything, they're probably gonna be like, why don't you bring some of yours to share with others? And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. I think like, you know, I, I do think like, like you and I would do a thing where we're like, Hey, let's, let's pool our resources yeah where's here. our limits but and like because, what do we not have and- but because we know each other so well we've thought about it we know each other is prepared it's so we feel like i think you would feel like yeah we can get further along yeah you understand together. preparedness and yeah the we've gone through these yeah. episodes but that's not the same like your neighbors aren't going to feel that way no. about you yeah you know as much as they like you or they see exactly. you at church or whatever yeah. it might be they're not going to be like okay well you can have my last steak yeah, exactly. No, they're not going to yeah. do that in a long-term scenario, right? It would be hard. It would be really hard yeah. to bring more into your home knowing that you're you're decreasing the chance of your survival, yeah. your family's survival. Yep. Um, but yeah, like the thing is you really need to plan um, just with that. Like you need to not – we always talk about the most important thing is like self-reliance. Like, yeah. And that's important across the board. That's why the government like has these um, – like you said, on, you know, Red Cross and stuff yeah. like that is everybody needs to have their own supply for themselves because um, not everybody can help everybody. No, like, there's some people that, and again, there are some people that are maybe low income that don't have the same opportunities that can't exactly, do some of this exactly. stuff. You know, and yeah. I would hope I could help some people yeah, out, but exactly. I'm not going to, I'm not planning on giving all of my stuff no. out to all my neighbors because no. I'm the preparedness guy. Yeah, but no, you're not the preparedness guy. That's the guy <laughs> yeah. we had on our podcast <laughs> yeah, a while true. ago. Um, He's the preparedness guy. He is the preparedness guy. Um, but no, yeah, it's like, I know there's people that can't, and maybe I would be more considerate for those types of people, you know, but, yeah. um, and if it's my family, it's a whole nother story for me. Um, but most people in your family probably aren't big preppers and they're not going to have a ton for you yeah. anyways. Yep. Right. And so, so yeah. it's just, yeah, just that idea of, you know, I don't really need to prepare because I know a lot of people around me have grown up yeah. preparedness and we'll all be all right. Like you can't yeah. have that mentality. And that's a, that's a big reason why I think a lot of people don't prepare enough yeah. is because they just assume it'll all be taken care of by, or they can just share. So. And, the, and the problem is probably in a lot of low level situations, that might be the case. Like a lot yeah. of them will help you out for a really short term thing or yeah, exactly. if you lose your job yeah. or something, that might be true. It's just when you get into those situations, you get much more dire that that just goes right, right. out the window. Yeah. Right? And I would hope people would help me out if I, if yeah. I needed it, but sure. they might not. I would understand like I didn't prepare myself, yeah. like I didn't prepare enough yep. and it's not, you know. 
I shouldn't have to have to take from you. So yeah, exactly. Oh, and speaking of speaking taking of from take. you, um, this is probably one of the most popular ones that I see on all of our social media over the last eight years of doing um, preparedness and survival stuff. Is I all I need is a gun, and I'm going to take everybody else's stuff. Like that's my AR is a skeleton key to yes preparedness. Exactly. <laughs> that's all I need, and I will live for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> The funny thing is these people have considered preparedness enough to know that um, there is a situation that they could see where they where preparedness is a good thing, where it's useful. But they're planning. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they, they understand it, but they go, ah, I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want to do all that other stuff. Yeah, it's too much work. I'm just going to get some guns and bullets and kill all those people. <laughs> it's, it, the funny thing is, is like those people are just, in the end, they're bad people. They're not good people. If this is like literally the way that they are, if this is their looking plan, to survive, yeah. right? They're yeah. Can you imagine thinking Scumbags. that way? Like that's how you thought. Like yeah. no, I'm just gonna get. Like I even if I wasn't prepared, I couldn't make that decision. I couldn't be like I couldn't even say it out loud. Right. <laughs> Which, I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's just no way. And can you imagine telling your kids, "Well, that's the plan." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we're just going to have to go kill people <laughs> yeah. and take their stuff. That's what we're going to do. Just point aim. Yeah. They got some food. Just shoot them. I'm going to go in the back and you come in the front. Yeah, exactly. So, um, bust our way in really weird. And then, and then obviously the, a lot of these people haven't necessarily thought that through too much because I really think the 99% of them in that first firefight are dead. Yeah. Right? That's the thing. I'm like, you can have all the shooting skill in the world, but you're attacking a defended area. Sure. From people you don't think are going to have guns. And even if and it's not, like a defended area, it's just like, bullets start to fly. I know. But you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. somebody just picks up a shotgun in a yeah. you know a regular home to defend themselves. Like, yeah. a bullet's a bullet, man. A again, yeah. Anyone who's really sufficiently prepped, they're ready for those types of people. Yeah. Like, they all are. Yeah. There's an end to them yeah. at some point. Like, they, yeah. they can't go on forever no. killing everybody. Like, exactly. They're going to get and shot. And as soon as you take that stuff, well, the next guy is going to come down the street who's going to take your yeah. life and then yeah. take your food. Yeah. Right? Somebody's like, going to take from them, too. It's a vicious cycle if that's how you want to do yeah. stuff, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And then you start to consider, like, have these people considered less dire SHTF situations. Um, you know, is it a, a two week, uh, disaster where water isn't available for some reason? And are you going to, are you ready to kill somebody in, in two weeks to yeah, get exactly. water for your family? That short of a time, huh? Right. Um, that's not a great, <laughs> I don't think that's a great plan. Just a couple hours into it. Yeah, I know. Like, it's just, it's funny. <laughs> you food know? went bad. You lose yeah. your job. Are you going to go kill somebody to get, it's, it's really stupid thing to think about. Yeah. Right. And obviously most of them are thinking long-term SHT. They're just being apocalypse. lazy. They're being lazy, right? They just don't yeah. want to like... But they really want to hit that point home. That's all I need is There's AR. true, and they do want a war. Some yeah. of them do just want to yeah. shoot other people. And that thing is that, that long-term SHTF, that is the least thing that I am preparing for. Because I know that it's really not probably going to happen. Right. Again, it, it's for this, the everyday stuff that you should be. The, yeah. the personal apocalypse, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, yeah, those werewolf preppers that I'm just going to take from those and kill. Yeah. That's an excuse. Good. Yeah. Good on you. You're an awesome person. <laughs> yep. Good job. Yeah. So um, another big one, and this is always probably for every project of mine. Sure. Yeah. I just don't have time. Yeah. I don't have the time to put together a preparedness plan. I don't have time 
to collect a bunch of food that I don't know where to put. Mm. I don't have time to pick up the skills and understand how much chlorine goes into a barrel. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't have time for any of this. I'm just like, I get I've it. got enough going on. And I think this is a pretty common and, and even a legit excuse. Sure. You know, it's like we all have obligations. Um, we have responsibilities at home with families, chauffeuring. We've got um, day-to-day tasks for work and hobbies mm. and things like that. It's like it is hard to find time to do something that you may never use. Sure. Um, it, 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 that's very true. But it's like everybody is is busy. Like yeah. I don't know anybody that's not busy. No, everybody's busy. Everybody and some pe- and people do do it. Yeah. So it's like it's it's just with anything you have to make the time. It like is. you just have to you have to prioritize whatever you want to do. Do yeah. you want to sit at home watching whatever, or do you want to take you know a half hour right. every week and prepare? Yep. Right. It is. It's do- just like with anything. It is doable with anything. Yeah. Yep. It is hard when you don't have interest. Sure. So it's like yeah, you've mm-hmm. got to like. You've yep. got to give yourself reason. Like, if you have a family, I think it's easier and understandable. You're just like, yeah. I've got to worry about if I can't take care of them. I mean, you've got to feel like a piece of crap if you're like not like living day to day thinking. Yeah. You know? And sometimes you're in that situation, you can't get out of it. I understand that. But yeah. for the most part, like, there's little things you can do to prepare mm-hmm. to protect you and your family. I, I feel like everybody should be thinking about that. Yeah. So as you're thinking about that, it's like, okay, I'm getting a grocery order. Let me throw in some extra water. Like, I think there, there's, um, you don't have time. You're right. But you can fit it into little bits of time through the day. Yep. Like the grocery shopping. Like, that's an easy time. You have to go and get food every yeah. day, yeah. it seems like. <laughs> or order food or whatever it is. Yeah. When you're ordering it, like, add some extra things to store away. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, like, most of us, I think, still like to learn things. It's like, yeah. Learning anything that can apply to like camping and stuff can or can apply to prepping. It's like yeah. if you're learning some skills, like think about them in a in a preparedness manner of like, oh, what would this benefit me if I didn't have a home or if we were stuck up or bug out and we're out in the forest or something like that. Right. And so um we waste a lot of time. I waste oh, yeah. tons of time and every at the end of every day I'm like, why did I do that? Like yeah. you just it takes time to plan, but but to like align out like a small amount of time, even if it's like 10 minutes to like mm-hmm. think about a little preparedness plan or look at your inventory or look at what's in your pantry. Yeah. I think that's an easy little goal that you can set that doesn't take hardly any time. Even if it's going to be wasted anyway. A half hour a week. Yeah. Like you, you're going to get there. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. Really? I ha- I hate how like. It, just in general, how I, I mean, I'm like a time Nazi. Like yeah. I like, f- I'm always like, Oh, but I spend so much time thinking about the time yep. that I'm yeah. like, I could have been doing <laughs> so many. Yeah. I could have been doing so much more, um, with my time, but I'm, I'm thinking about how busy and how much work yep. I have to do mm-hmm. and, and not getting any of it done. It's just like, yeah. we're just not good. Uh, you know, some people are really good at it, but for the most part, if you don't feel like you have time, you do. You just got to find out where that's at and yep. where you're wasting it. For sure. Everybody's wasting time somewhere. There's Yeah, there's definitely places where you're wasting it. Yep. You know what's not a waste of time? What's that? Protecting yourself from cybercrime. Agreed. Man, it uh, it's it's bad. You go online, click on an ad, and your whole house is gone. Always happens. You never know. All the time. <laughs> but cybercrime is a super uh, big deal now. Like Companies get attacked. Personal attacks happen all the time. Um I just today I got a little spam that your 
there's mail at the mailbox that yeah. is undelivered. Please yeah. contact us. I mean, these are all like cybercrime things. So, um, and scams. But you can definitely protect yourself by uh, getting Surfshark. It's a virtual private network that can protect you and your devices from online threats. You know, it's not bulletproof, but it is the best way to protect yourself from um, common uh, thieves, like going on public Wi-Fi, like your address, your device is there and open. A lot of people don't even know that their computers are visible when they're on those. Um, This will allow you to kind of cloak your device so that you can go and do those things in airports and travel and also protect all of your devices at home. The one thing I like about their subscription is it gives you the ability to protect all of them. You don't get a limit to like two or three devices. Mm -hmm. The other thing I like to use it for is I can connect to a server in the UK and I'll watch Premier League soccer um, as if I'm there because they have the BBC and channels that are there. I just like, use my... You can uh, taste the fish and chips. Like it's you can pretty taste freaking it, right? cool that you can do that. Yeah. You can basically make it as if you're in that location on that time zone and everything. So not only can you protect yourself, but you can use it for entertainment. And I think that's pretty cool. I've done that too. I did. I, I When I, I had Surfshark right at the beginning and um, I wanted to watch the new Michael Jordan documentary, which by the way, is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Yeah, that's right. You went on early. Huh? Yeah, and, like, and it hadn't come out yet uh, on the Netflix in the United States. It was on the British uh, one. And I so weird. Boom, watched it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's so awesome. you can do those things with Surfshark and it's super easy to use. Um, go to surfshark.deals slash casual preppers and yeah. you can put in um, our code casual preppers just as you do on every other website mm-hmm. and you'll get 83% off. That gives you 24 months plus they'll throw in three extra so you get 27 months of protection for less than 60 bucks. You can't beat it. No. Nope. It's fully refundable if you don't even know that it's going to be useful and you want to try it out. So go check it out. Beautiful. Surfshark. Surfshark. <clears throat> All right. This next one is very understandable. Uh, preppers are kind of weirdos. Yeah. Right. Um, and a lot of people do not want to be associated with weirdos. Um, and so this this stigma with preparedness and with preppers is real. And uh, and it can get awkward when it comes up in a social setting. I think Cam and I have been here a, a million times. Right. Where people are, oh, so you're a prepper. OK. All the time. You got a podcast. Oh, what's your podcast? Uh, I know. But you're right. like, but, 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 but hold listen on, hold on. about it. You yeah. ha- I always have to throw a butt in there. Yeah. I know, yeah. But we're morons and we don't know what we're talking about. It's (laughs) different. It's definitely different. Um, But the stigma is real, you know, and there can be a negative connotation. Yeah, everybody's like, we got a bunker. That seems like another thing that always comes in. Oh, you're a prayer. We got a bunker. I wish. No, yeah. bunkers are for dorks, but I wish I had one. <laughs> yeah. Nine, that kind of prep. I'm nah. smarter. Smarter than that. Yeah, got a bunker above ground. That's right. My house. Uh, but there really can be a negative connotation with preparedness and with preppers. And, you know, and it can affect your job. It can affect your community standing, family, friendships, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, and I, and I think that's one of the reasons why Cam and I do what we do is we really hope to start to break down the stigma about the crazy yeah. weirdo preppers. And I, we do that by doing weird, stupid voices. And I don't know how that works, but that's what yeah. we're trying to do, right? Like, it's just a title. I mean, we've really been preppers our whole lives. Sure, yeah. Like our parents are preppers. Yeah. 
But you never really wanted to be considered a prepper. But no, and, and it's hard because because of this crap. You know, doomsday preppers did not help whatsoever because those people were all psychotic. Every single one of every episode, because you wouldn't watch it if they weren't. No, no, exactly. Right? It's not interesting if they're not being crazy. Yeah, you know, building castles or some stupid crap. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Uh, I watched it. I loved it. I, I, I had know. fun watching it. No, right? it's pretty exciting. But you don't want to be the a normal person does not want to be associated with that, and it's very very hard. But you know what there are ways that you can prepare without tipping people off that you're a prepper like it's very simple there's some things i mean just like having a car kit you know or an emergency fund and learning a few skills all of this is really doable without um, tipping people off that you're a prepper yeah right like you don't have to do that no um having a 72 hour kit in your uh yeah, a college dorm, like yeah, it's super easy. It's super easy, and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily scream. Oh, I'm I'm trying to survive an asteroid strike, right? Do you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't. And we talk about those gray man tactics all the time. Those are things that you can utilize to be prepared without showing everybody that that's what you're doing, right? Yeah. And it, for me, it's like also like in the end, stop caring what people think. Anyways, <laughs> it's like true. it really doesn't help you. Yeah. Ever, they don't care. They really don't. They don't care what you think and if you like them, if you think they're cool. And yeah. So who cares? This is something like this That's a is a good point. <laughs> one of the lessons that it took me a long time to learn, but when I did, it's just like I want my kids to understand this so much. Like, stop caring. Like it's it true. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who well, who thinks what at school. They're a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Right? Like, There's a time to care. Sure. <laughs> v- but very minimal. Yeah. And, and it's usually only like not about what people think. I'm yeah. just saying like if don't, I'm my kids when they say, "Oh, I don't care," that's that gets oh, me yeah, like yeah. all worked sure, up. Yeah, but, but I, you're I, not meaning anything. No, like no, no. That. I'm meaning like how people perceive you or how what people think about you. The only people I care about are my family. If they think something about me, then I have to do, I have to figure it out, right? Yeah. If it's some random dude that I know in town, I couldn't give a care less. Like yeah. I don't care that I don't care about that dude. He doesn't really care about me. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Right. Um, but it's just a really good lesson to learn. Um, anyways, but also it's pretty surprising how many people don't really care. Yeah, they really don't. And they care about what you think and maybe, and then you care about what they think and neither of you care about each other. No, you're, you're too busy (laughs) caring about the stuff that you're doing. Like what, you know what I mean? Like, Like, I don't care. I mean, unless it's like, Cam, I care what Cam thinks about me or or my other good friends, but like anybody yeah. else, who cares, man? Well, I'm your influencer. Yeah, you're my influencer. <laughs> well, it's just like we would have never even started this podcast if that's how we were right, thinking. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And we, well, and it never definitely wouldn't have lasted. Yeah, because we would have got to you know the third or fourth bad review and went like, oh crap, <laughs> we can't so do true. this, you know? So yeah, we got yeah we got punched a bit but lots of those yeah but here's also the thing thick old skin now yeah luckily honestly prepping is starting to become more mainstream yeah it's becoming like the more people i talk to around town or on the internets or whatever it's just it's it's less weird than it had been in the past and i think the pandemic helped that yep Um, i like it too because like you get videos like people canning and stuff like yeah really good genuinely smart people Mm -hmm. are sharing their like tips and skills like and all types of people. Yeah. It's yeah. not just the crazy right wing right. Trump 2024 people. No. Uh, that, and that's what it used to always be, right? It's a super right wing, but now it's like kind of everybody is getting into it because they're understanding that, it, oh, it's actually helpful. This is actually a good thing. To, yeah. To this consider. is a good thing for us and for Yeah. Me. So, yeah. but that is one of the big things is people don't want to be associated with weirdos. Nope. So, and another thing, 
People don't want to live. <laughs> yeah, I know people like this. I threw this in there. Yeah. Um, but there are those people that's like, you know, if things get that bad, I don't want to be any part of it. Yeah. I don't even really care. Like, I don't want to survive. Like, it's going to be horrible. People are going to be, you know, um, killing each other and, you know, trying to get food and you're going to be living a miserable life trying to take care and save your family. I don't want to live that way. And sure. so there's ones that don't think that, oh, things will get better in three to five days. They're like, it's going to get bad fast and I just really don't want to be part of it. <laughs> it's a weird thing I really don't me. want to live in a in a horribly post apocalyptic world, you know? yeah, and in uh, a horrible pop. I know people very very close to me who feel this way. Yes, <laughs> yeah. um, right. I don't get it. And we, but. I mean, you saw this too. Like COVID caused a lot of young kids to be socially isolated, and it caused families to not interact. And the depression just like shot through the roof. Sure, yeah. And so some people just know that it's going to be that way, and they're like, I just don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't, I don't really care to live that way. Like I get that. Like I can kind of understand that, but, but like, I also what, like life. Like what is There's the more to life? Like yeah, you're just gonna not eat, or what are you gonna do? You I know. Kill yourself? I know. Like what is the plan? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't imagine. Like what, at what point do you say, okay, it's too much? I kill myself and my family, or what do you do? I don't know. But you know I'm like, I mean? don't, I feel like every day I'm trying to survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. survival. Stomach hurts. Gotta go find food. Yeah. KFC's open awesome. Yeah. This will help my but stomach But it's like, hurt. in a way, we're we're already living that way. Sure. It's just that it's more convenient and, and easier to achieve certain things. But it's like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, as long as I have... Oh, you know, my wife and kids, like, yeah. I, I mean, every breath is important to me. Exactly. Like, I'm like, I will do anything to stay alive. When they're gone, that's a little different. Uh, I'm not going to just off myself, you know, I, yeah. but I'm probably going to be a little bit less careful. Sure. <laughs> things. I'm like, exactly. But like, but there's also other people's that, people's, there's <laughs> yeah. also other people yeah. that like, you, you think you would care about, like. I've seen that with older people, like when they get sick and their and their significant other dies, sure. that yeah. they're just like, "There's nothing else." I'm like, "Really? Yeah." Like I know that I've not, I've never been old, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting there. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on the age, but yeah, you're. But I just don't understand. Like, 80. the people that can think clearly and think, you know, they're usually younger and healthy enough yeah. to like stay alive. They're like, I, I don't even want to try that. To me, I'm just like, come on. Yeah, but I don't get it. There's man. a lot of them that way. They're just like, you know what? I don't even need to prepare because. What happens, happens. I, I could care yeah. less to live in that world. But again, it's not just about the comet that hits the earth or the huge pandemic. It's about your car breaking down. Or it's about, there's like all these other things that... Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like It's not to, just that. Yeah, it's not just that. So that's... Yeah, it's, just, it's a hard thing to get through to people yeah, sometimes. Yeah, they do. You and none of them... Prepper. Nobody likes the, this day and age to feel the slightest bit uncomfortable sure yeah absolutely and you know even i it's like i go camping i'm like man this would suck to live out like this and some people love it but um but i would do it i would do it to yeah you know to stay alive and stay safe like um and then and you know some people just feel like they need purpose and they feel like once that purpose is gone they can't find any other purpose to me living the survival is the purpose i know i'm like you're important you know more than you think. Like yeah. you could help other people. You can be part of a community like yep. socially, like there's just so much more to it than, you know, just 
I can't use my phone. Yeah. And I can't buy things. I'd rather die. The things your priorities will change, and the things yeah. that you enjoy will change. It, yeah, it's it's hard for people to see it though. Yeah, right. If you kind of feel like you're in this category, I think it would be good to go and listen to our episode about why we love the apocalypse. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah, it's like one. there are some really good things in there yeah. of like that could potentially be better. Right. right. It's just kind of weird to think, but it is kind of weird to think. But you, yeah, sometimes you're like, oh man, that our life's so busy, better. and we have so many things. Like yeah. I think once we like you know, come off from that, like yeah. finally clean it out of our systems. Like, man, yeah. there's better things to life. And it's just crazy how your priorities change and the things you like changes. Yeah, exactly. Like for me 10 years ago, like I'm, I'm not even the same person. Yeah. Completely different person. Like we had, um, last night we had our book club, me and Cam and a couple of our other buddies. I would have never done that in a million years, 10 years ago. And like having either. these very serious discussions about stuff. And reading like, books that I wouldn't have yeah. picked up myself. Like, yeah. And we've picked up stuff from every one of them. Yeah. So. And just having conversations about things that I never would have had a conversation with yeah. with anyone before. And it's just like, and I enjoy it. It's, it's great. I was like, yeah. I would have never enjoyed that. So just knowing that like, hey, you can change like things. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, doesn't have to be just how it is right now. Yeah. You know? Some of the, some of the like, yeah. Some of the like, I, I, I can't stand people for the most part and I yeah. work around people, but I'm in that like environment to where I have to be thinking and helping people. Mm-hmm. But some of the best parts of my life have been just like in a group socializing. Yeah. It's like, I think if you were in, you know, if you were the only last man yeah. in the world, that's different. That's a different story. Yeah. You might want to just be like, why do I want to live this way? But as long as there's other people around, like, yeah. isn't that, I mean, meditation talks about like we were born to help other people yeah we were born to to, a, to interact and be a human yeah, yeah exactly so. so um another big one is and this is a question we get all the time is like my family is just not interested so because of this there's I, a lot of that i don't we get wanna, a lot of people yeah talking to us about so that. i can't do it because my family's not right and, and it's understandable because it's hard to be a serious prepper or get serious about preparedness when you know your spouse isn't into it and maybe it's even harder if money is tight or space is tight. Yeah. Um, how do you explain to someone about the money and the time that you're spending when they just think it's a waste? That's true. It's very hard, and I completely understand that. This is a huge hurdle for spouses to overcome because, again, that's one of the most common questions we get is, yes. how do I get my wife or how do I get my husband into this because they think I'm an idiot, right? Um, but I think there's some things you can do to still prepare that um, – you know, that doesn't necessarily, it doesn't look like you're preparing to your spouse. Exactly. Right? One of those things is skills. You can quietly build up a bunch of different skills uh, without them understanding what you're doing. Yeah. No cost to do it either, right? Um, These cargo pants have been wearing them forever, <laughs> yeah, honey. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> but you could, you know, you could also add in some hobbies or activities that are prepping related but that don't feel like you're yeah. prepping, right? So like camping and hiking, fishing. Camping's a big one. Yeah, like you can always do that, but it, it doesn't necessarily say, babe, we're going to go prep. No, mm-hmm. it's just like, hey, let's go camping. Let's go do that, you know? Why do you and, have those grenades? Yeah, Don't worry. I'm fishing. I haven't been out <laughs> in these hills for a while. Don't know what to expect, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but even things like martial arts, um, shooting, off-roading, all these kind of hobbies that can really up your preparedness game but don't necessarily look like you're prepping and your spouse isn't going to get mad at you, right, for wasting time or, exactly. money or whatever that is, right? Um, 
saving money for a rainy day, obviously a crucial aspect of preparedness, but again, doesn't necessarily look like you're stocking up on 30 year shelf life food yeah. that, that would cause them to freak out on you. Right. If you're, if you're, Significant others freaking out when you're saving money. You yeah. Probably aren't going to work out. There's a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, you know, car kits. Again, I keep coming back to that, but it doesn't necessarily carpet look like kits. Carpet kits um, <laughs> in the back of your truck. My dad had one when I was little. <laughs> Loved that thing. I did too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I never wore a seatbelt like my whole childhood. Oh, heck no. I roll around back there playing on Game Boy and stuff like this. Oh, we traveled dude. on trips. Yeah. Uh, always. Good times. It was the best. We had a little radio back there. There's just crumbs and like, like donuts and stuff that mm. me and my brother's like, we had an old TV hooked with generator on the back. That's Best time of my oh life. Oh, my gosh. Good days. Good days. <laughs> so the right. carpet kit. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, carpet kit. Uh, food. You know, it, like Cam said, you can always add another water or something when you're when you're shopping, and that doesn't scream, hey, I'm a prepper now, babe. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, additional can of beans, small bag of rice. It's not going to set off alarm bells. For, Baby, I love this tuna. That's just a great tuna. I, I want 65 pack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to run out. But you can- Take them to work. Yeah. But you can do that slowly but surely and build up some preparedness without, uh, you know, you definitely getting can. them upset. And you can always look at ways to get them interested. Maybe, you know, prepper movies, books, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Maybe um, simulate a blackout. Simulate a blackout. You can do that. <laughs> Anyways. Maybe a hostage is- situation at home. <laughs> Yeah, put them in handcuffs, <laughs> tape their mouth shut. Hey, then they're definitely you're just prep. trying to train them. Look, this is what could happen. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just trying to help you I'm see. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get that can of tuna now. <laughs> For some reason. Anyways, that's, uh, yeah, family's not interested. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. You got some mayo? <laughs> you already opened a can? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't, okay, I don't have enough room. That is the other one that would be, um, I don't have enough room is a big problem because like our house, when we first moved in, <laughs> the basement, <laughs> the basement had... It has this like little underneath the front porch room. I think yours does too, right? Yeah, it does. We yeah. all had that little space and you're like, this not is- all of us. <laughs> yeah, Some people do. Yeah. Okay. But you're like, oh, this is great. It's cool. And you know, it's, it's boxed in. It's a perfect place for food, but yeah. you, you know, um, that's out of the way and you can hold about 10 cans yeah, and like yeah. three things of water. And then you're yep. like, oh crap. Mm-hmm. Now you really have to like plan and figure out how to store more food in different places. So not having enough room is a legit problem for a lot of people. And, um, it's just ugly to have it around. Like, yeah. Um, if you don't have a nice like basement or room, that's like a large pantry with the, with shelves and everything, it mm-hmm. gets real ugly. Sure. It's hard to like store and not look like, you know, you're living in a grocery store or yeah. something. Costco. I, yeah. I just remember like different rooms in my grandparents' house. I'm just like, what is this room? Like the storage rooms. It's like, just, like dark Edwards. and kind of gross looking. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. shelves that have been just like crappily nailed onto mm-hmm. the wall. And you're like, this is a dungeon. And so, like, that's the thing. It's like, you got to find that space. Apartment living's even harder. Yeah, it's not easy. You just don't, you can't find places to put your food storage. So I understand that being an excuse. You're just like, I don't have room. Yeah. 
But we've had we've we've done several episodes talking about ways that you can kind of disguise and, and hide it, like um, behind couches, under couches, under your bed. You can lift your bed a little bit more so that you can slide uh, Tupperware or like the little totes and stuff like that. Tuna. Full of <laughs> tuna, <laughs> a bunch of tuna in there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> um and. Smell. <laughs> There's cans of tuna under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a prepper. Welcome to the prepper club. Welcome. You smell um, that? I'm a prepper. <laughs> you smell like a prepper. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but a lot of people claim that they don't have enough room when, in reality, you just have to be creative with your space. Sure. There's definitely storage space if you can look and find it. And, um, like... It's not all about storing stuff anyways. That's true. That's a good point. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, there's so many other ways to prepare without just buying cans of tuna. Okay? <laughs> like, there's other things you can do. Right. So, like, yeah, that could be an excuse. Yeah, that's a good point. I extent. didn't really put that in there. I was, talking, I was thinking, like, so much on the food yeah. storage side. But it's like, having a plan is better than most people. Exactly. Just like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is where we put the tuna. This <clears> is where... <throat> You know, this is the best sales on the tuna. Yeah, so these are the stores we're gonna get first. And pickles. Plan number one: take from a neighbor. Plan number two: tuna in a shoe. (laughs) Tuna in a shoe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then, um, but yeah, like that's that's a that's great because like our vehicles too become like little storage spaces. Maybe you only have like a little bike or motorcycle. Yeah, (laughs) got a rack on it, right? Put a rack on. Got a rack on. Stick some food in there. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's other things like small gardens and things like that. Like you yeah. can you can prepare outside of just storing canned tuna through your whole house. <laughs> <laughs> can you? <laughs> yeah. But um, there's many many different aspects to it. Skills, s- tuna skills. <laughs> <laughs> How good are your tuna skills? <laughs> Sprinkler sucking skills. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's a lot of different aspects. So don't put it off because you just don't have the room to put yeah. food storage in there. Learn how to um, cook better. Yeah, do some do some other stuff. <laughs> Gardening. There's a, lot, there's a lot of other things you yeah, can do so, than yeah. store tuna. I, I got to tell you, though, in today's pre- <laughs> unpredictable world, being prepared for unexpected health challenges is more crucial than ever. And that's why we are so glad we discovered contingency medical. Imagine a health crisis strikes. Usual channels for medications are disrupted. Does this sound familiar, Cameron? That's where Contingency Medical saves the day by providing you access to emergency packs of antibiotics for ordinary ailments like urinary tract infections, ear infections, strep throat, and more. And I thought about this. Oh, over I just the used a bottle week. this last week. Did you? I yeah. gave to a neighbor. Yep. That's so great. Had an allergic reaction and died. <laughs> <laughs> that but was no, fun. No. But that's the thing. Like, I was able to help somebody. Uh, during the holidays yeah. where they we, you can't go to the pharmacy or anything. I was thinking about that this last week when everybody was sick in my house. I'm like, well, man, that would have sucked if for some reason we couldn't have gotten these antibiotics. But I'm like, wait, I have... Just pour them all into a pack. soup. Yes, antibiotic soup. Big, <laughs> cooked in a big vat. Yep. That's right. So, But you know, I, yeah, I ended up using it recently because awesome. everything was closed, so... Contingency Medical even has symptom management medicines uh, for anything from nausea and diarrhea to motion sickness, ensuring you're up to the task even when you're not feeling your best. You know, I recently ordered my own ReadyPack Plus. Cam did the same thing this last year. It was so easy. I honestly, like I keep telling you this, I couldn't believe how easy it was. Contingency Medical also provides access to board-certified physicians for guidance on safe and effective treatment, plus 
Your prescriptions are shipped from licensed pharmacies, so you know you're receiving quality care from start to finish. You get this? Contingency Medical offers free shipping on all packs. you got to have free shipping. I don't like paying for shipping on anything. Oh, it gets me super mad. It upsets me. So, like eBay, $50 yeah. shipping. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> so there's really no reason to delay. Now is the time to prioritize preparedness. So don't wait. Go to contingencymedical.com slash CPP and enter promo code CPP for $20 off your pack. That is $20 off any pack at contingencymedical.com slash CPP with our promo code CPP. Yeah, and so that's like my such a good sponsor. It's really it's it's fantastic and like, one yeah. we've dreamed of. Yeah. Having a little medical kit. Dreams coming true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um <clears throat> another excuse that uh again I get. I can't afford it. You know, uh prepping can get expensive depending on how you do it. Living's expensive. Everything so is expensive. How do you prepare for more expensive, yeah. But the thing is, it doesn't necessarily have to be all that bad. You don't have to go out and spend hundreds or thousands of dollars. We've done episodes, several episodes, specifically on preparing for no with no money or on a very tight budget. And and again, there's a lot of things you can do to prepare that really doesn't cost you anything, like skills, um, gra- gathering information like YouTube, podcasts, local library, all that stuff. You can get some really good info for cheap. Emergency plans, free all over the internet. Situational awareness. You don't have to pay for that. That's something that you could start figuring out right now. Even secondhand stores like Army, Navy, surplus stores and stuff have great inexpensive stuff that you can utilize for preparedness. Um, so, you know, again, there are a lot of things that you can do that will not cost you that much and will help you become more prepared. The thing is, a lot of people are just really horrible with budget and spending anyways. For sure. They're just not good at it, right? What's and a so, budget? Huh? What's the budget? What's the budget? What's the budget? How much tuna can I buy with it? (laughs) Um, But if you do put yourself on some sort of budget, you can usually find $50 or even $20 a month to put towards preparedness. It just doesn't take that much. How many cans of tuna can you buy with $20? A lot of cans. Okay? Maybe. I don't know now. Depends. I don't know. I haven't looked at tuna in a while. I haven't either. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, you can't afford it is definitely something that is an excuse, but there are ways to get around it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, expense is a big one, yeah. and nowadays especially. Mm-hmm. Um, another reason a lot of people, uh, a lot of, a big excuse is perfectionism. Mm. They want to do it the best and right before they even do it at all. Sure. Like, I think we do that with a lot of things. Sure, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah. I don't even want to get into it because, like, I'm not going to do it very well, and I don't want to, you know, either yeah. for embarrassment or yep. waste of resource or time. I hear so it all the time, people with, like, jujitsu. Oh, like, oh, I'm going to... And once I'm in shape, I'll come in. And once I have more time, yeah. it's like, it, it, I hear it all the time. It's like, I get it. Like, you don't want to come in and, like you said, be embarrassed or not do it as well as you could. It's similar to, like, preparedness. Yeah. But you don't have to worry about that. I have several like, of those. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, it is. There There are some little details. And you obviously don't want to get started without having a little bit of background knowledge. But, sure. But you can, though. <laughs> like It's not hard. You know what water is, right? You I, need it. Yeah. And most of it, tap water is good to store as is. So sure. easy enough. Food, I mean, it's in your pantry. It's already there. Add some extra. There's not a lot to it. You don't have to do it perfectly. No. Um, but I do understand how that gets in the way of like wanting to do it. There's mm-hmm. one quote from, I think these, I'm not sure. Do you know who John Roger and Peter McWilliams? Not are a they, clue. Are they important prepper? Not that I know people? 
But I thought this little quote was kind of good. They said, the primary reason people do not uh, do new things is because they want to be able to do them perfectly the first time. It's completely irrational and practical and not workable, and yet it's how most people run their lives. Yeah. It's true. Like, that's one thing I've, I've been trying to, like, teach my kids. Like, when I show them something and they and they can't say to me, I already know how to do it, mm-hmm. then they don't even want to touch it. Yeah. It makes me so mad. Yeah. I'm just like, you're not going to do it perfect. Like, we're, no. like you're learning and we're teaching you. You know, it's like the, a sports, you know, especially yeah. in sports drives me nuts. Like, my kids, I'm, like, showing them how um, to golf or something, and they're just like, I can't hit it very far, I'm done. And I'm yeah. like, you've got to practice, like, Step by step, you know, it's like... If you ever want to get good at anything, you have to be comfortable looking stupid for a you while. You do. Like, there's just no way around yeah. it. Yeah. And so you know? where it's an expense and something you might not yeah. use, like, I can understand how perfectionism can kind of get in the way of prepping. But mm-hmm. honestly, no one does it perfect. No. no and you're going to waste some time and yeah. some food and you're... And, and, but it's it's better there than not. So That's the process. Yeah. <laughs> you just get better at something by doing it. Yeah. You know, so... so. Yeah. You're not going to do it perfect. You're going to make mistakes and yep. you're going to come up with a better plan mm-hmm. like by doing that so yep. don't 100%. let that get in the way yeah another thing is like people don't want more stress and more fear in yeah. their life and this is That's obviously kind of what you were talking about at first like yeah just, i don't want to think about the worst case like yeah i just don't want to right and it, people and it, i think it is an assumption that people make that preppers have a lot more stress and a lot more fear right it, i it, think they do they assume that. It's just the opposite. It really is. And, and I think that's because of the, you know, the media portrayal of preppers and shows like Doomsday Preppers. And when you watch those. It's like they're like, you see like this, some, you know, has yeah. their hand on the trigger the whole yeah. time. It's like looking over it's their shoulder. Have, yeah, it's like, are you seriously? Like, yeah. This is not the type of prepping that yeah. you want to get out in the world. But, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've seen these types of comments that, you know, um, we're doing what we do because of fear. You know, and, and it seems so stressful to prepare because you're always constantly thinking about all these bad things. Bad things, yeah. Yeah, you know. And another thing I always hear is like, oh, our kids probably feel all this pressure because you guys are preppers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, eh, it's not the truth. Yeah. It's really not. It's actually the My opposite. My kids just think I have an obsession with knives and backpacks. That's all it comes That's all that to. they think. Yeah. It, it, you know, preparedness does not have to be about stress and fear. And honestly, it shouldn't be about stress and fear. It should be a net positive in your life when it comes down to it. It's about eliminating fear and stress for me. And it does. Yeah. Like, I, that's what, it is funny. I think they do portray it as like, they're stressed out all the time and like worried about everything. Yeah. And it's not that it's, I can worry about way less uh, now, which exactly. is super nice. Yeah. You know, and if it is, if you are feeling that when you're preparing, you're probably not doing it right. You're doing something a little True. off. That's, you're doing it out of like a yeah. fear mongering like podcast. Yeah, you're you're watching a certain, hopefully not ours. You're watching a certain person on YouTube that you shouldn't be probably exactly. So, um, you know, and, at least you're getting somewhere. You're but. getting somewhere. Yeah, some people just honestly they can't handle their everyday life. You know, and they go one more thing on top of this. We're yeah. thinking There's about plenty of that. Ooh, you know what I mean? That that seems exhausting. It seems draining. I don't want to deal with it. And anxiety, we all know it's so prevalent today, you know. And so I can see where these excuses come, come from. But, you know, it's usually just being informed about the process or the proper way to do it that you need to, to you know, eliminate that kind of stuff. And again, that's one of the things that Cam and I are actively trying to do with the podcast. It's like, no, this isn't scary. This isn't stressful. Mm-hmm. It can be fun, and it can be a thing that actually relieves uh, fear and stress. It really does too. Like, 
That's that's probably the, one of the biggest reasons I <laughs> exactly, do Exactly, yep. I don't have to worry about down the road a couple of days if yep. we're, you know, have a bad storm or something. Exactly. Um, and then there's the pessimist type, you know. It's just yeah. a huge pain. It's just a waste. You're, you know, they sure. kind of just look at it all as a, in a negative way. It's just like you're buying a lot of food and wasting a lot of food that you don't need and probably won't use. Sure. The disaster is never going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, and and this goes along with the families that sometimes aren't in, you know, aren't supportive of the prepper, yeah, um, idea. Um, people are just going to come take your stuff and kill you anyway. Yeah. So it's like, why have a stockpile when, you know, or whatever type of disaster is going to wipe it all out? So it's like, why do it? It's it's a it's pointless. It's a waste of time. And I do see quite a few people that way, like. Uh, some of the people that have interviewed us, I feel kind of are that way. Oh, yeah, for They're sure. just like, you're, you, guys, you guys are idiots. Yeah. Like, that's pretty funny. You're storing a bunch of food. You're yep. dumb. Um, it's not going to matter. Never going to happen. So the pessimist is, you know, that, that person who just sees it all uh, in a negative way. It's bad for the people that do it. It's bad for those that aren't, you know, mm-hmm. it's just not good. I hate it. Yeah, and it, so, honestly, it can be a pain sometimes. Like it is a it's pain. a pain in the butt to oh, do. Oh, I got to rotate that food or use it yeah, or that fuel. Is and like, it's oh, yeah. yeah like, exactly. There are parts of it that are that way, but I just don't do those parts. <laughs> yeah, you still do them. Yeah, let's do other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> exactly. Huh. You don't have to yeah, worry. So about I maybe I do have that in me in some spots. Yeah. But, but yeah. So um. But yeah, it, it it is a good thing, and I think it does reduce a lot of stress for me, and yeah. and it would, and I. The more prepared everybody individually, you know, is, it's, it's going to help everybody in the long run. So Yeah, and it's like we talk about these excuses for people who don't want to start prepping, yeah. but also a lot of these things we tell ourselves as preppers sometimes, like, I don't want to go, I don't want to rotate that. I'm just, because of this or yeah. this or this, yeah. right? Um, so it's not just these are excuses coming no, from this people. Is, this could be come from your own brain sometimes, right? Um, there's just a few others I wanted to throw out there, like procrastination. Yeah. That's an, which like, applies to a lot of these. Yeah. Like, like you want to prepare, you want to procrastinate you, because of them. Yeah. But you just push, you just push it off. Right. That, that's, that's a big one too. I don't know how, like it, it's, it could seem daunting. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. Yep. And that was kind of like, not only the perfectionism, it's just yeah. like, I don't know how to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it. It's too much. Um, if I can't survive everything, why should I prepare <laughs> for anything? True. I've actually heard that one several times. It's like, yeah. well, it doesn't matter if it's EMP, you're all dead. You know, yeah. it's like, okay. What well, if they poison the water supply? Yeah. You're dead. <laughs> so much. And it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But like the, all 99%. Almost all of these that we like <laughs> talk about, the preparedness is going to be the same. Yeah. We're it's gonna, all going to be the same. Yeah. So anyways, that's common prepper excuses. There's yeah. a whole bunch of them. There's probably more than that, but those are the get ones off that your we, butts and yeah. get it done. Yeah, and uh, these are just really great things to consider when you're trying to get a friend or a yeah. family member or somebody you know, or just for your own sake of getting better at preparedness. Right? For sure, like things you tell yourself. You know what I tell myself <laughs> uh, um, is I, I need to I get hydrated. <laughs> yeah. I need to get hydrated because mm-hmm. you know electrolyte deficiency or imbalances that can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, weakness. And as people who want to be prepared and ready for anything, the last thing you need is something that will slow you down when you need to be ready the most. That's why we at Casual Preppers have teamed up with Element. It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing that you don't. It's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited to following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. And we think 
Element is perfect for bug out bags and EDC kits. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. That's sweet spot, Cam. That's sweet, sweet, sweet spot. Casual Preppers listeners can get a free element sample pack when you make any purchase through our exclusive Casual Preppers link. It includes one packet of every flavor, and that's a great deal. They offer no questions asked refunds on all orders. You don't even have to send it back. This offer may be claimed by first-time and returning Element customers, you guys. If you've already tried it and you loved it, continue using the link, using our code, and you're going to get another sample pack every time you order. That's fantastic. You're not going to get it anywhere else. you got to go to our link, drinklmnt.com slash casualpreppers. Get your free sample pack. That is drinkelement.com slash casualpreppers. It's time for the quick and dirty medical tip. Mm Mm-hmm. It's amazing how good that stuff is. My gosh. Man. Like the chocolate one, I've uh-huh. come around. I like it. Really? Like I you warm it like... up, it just tastes like healthy chocolate, like chocolate yeah. milk. It's weird. Dude, um, the grapefruit for me is just I didn't doing think it. it would be as good. My wife's been like, she's been um, heating it up and, yeah. and putting a packet in there. Oh, it's so good. Did you just put it in straight water? Just yeah. one packet in straight yeah, water? Yeah, t- it up. honestly. Wow. Because it has that salty taste. So yeah. it's like, it tastes like hot chocolate. It's wow. super crazy, but it's That's way nice. better for you. Yeah. Yeah, so um, this one's pretty simple, but a lot of times when your kid or something, you know, falls down the stairs, doesn't get pushed down. Pushed down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, falls. Runs into something, you know, they they usually cut the inside of their mouth, you know, and oh, yeah. and, and it's always kind of concerning. You're like, oh, crap, do I need to take them in? Do I need to have this sutured? Um, they bite their tongue. Is it bad enough that I need to have somebody look at it? Yeah. So I just wanted to, like, quickly go over that real quick. So... Lacerations in the mouth, most of those are, you know, pretty clean and they're going to heal on their own. Obviously, if it's through and through, it probably needs to be um, sutured, mm-hmm. close one side of it. But tongue lacerations, you bite your tongue all the time, right? All the time. <laughs> Every day. But um, kids, like, commonly, you know, trampolines and everything, they're always, like, yeah. snipping on that tongue. And um, large lacerations, so the ones that probably should be, con- like, you should consider closing are ones that are over two centimeters, uh, two centimeters in length, mm. um, on the dorsum. So the, the top surface of the tongue and, or into the deep muscle layers. Mm. The thing is they even did a study on this and ones that are kind of large to that point, they didn't find that closing them was always better. Like, uh. so for the most part, large lacerations in the mouth and of the tongue, they don't need to be closed. Uh-huh. So if you were to suture them though, um, that's, this is where you'd have absorbable suture and close it within a few hours, half the time it pops open and it wasn't even useful oh, really? in the first place. Um, so when you get a tongue laceration, the best thing is to kind of swish and clean, try and clean it up as good as possible. It hurts like a, you know, yeah. a son of a gun, but, um, a lot of them don't need to be closed. The other thing is, um, a lot of times you want them to stick their tongue out or like you grab their tongue and you're trying to look at the laceration. You actually want to look at it while it's sitting in their mouth. These bleed like a sieve. So sometimes mm-hmm. that's hard, but when it's kind of, when the bleeding's slower, just let them rest the tongue inside their mouth and you can see how well everything lines up. Yeah. And you're like, well, okay. it, it actually looks good. It's not like a big flap hanging over the gum or, you know, on the tooth. Those obviously are going to cause some problems and you probably want to try and reduce them, suture them. So nice. big gaping um, lacerations on the dorsum of the tongue that are less than two centimeters. They don't need to, you know, see that it rests in the mouth okay and just leave it. And like I said, ones that are over two centimeters should be considered to be closed with suturing, but 
um, even in a, a study with you know 73 children that underwent 12 of them went underwent closure of that laceration they had some issues with like scarring and stuff like that mm. so for the most part you probably don't even need to close a mouth um, laceration huh. Interesting. it's super big and huge flap of skin then you yeah. probably should look at doing that otherwise just let it heal on its own mm. cool so this is not medical advice by the way <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> as all as all of our medical tips yes i like that well cam thank you so much uh anything else before we go no, I don't have anything else. Nothing else. That's it, huh? Have a good new year. Yeah, awesome. Still going, right? It is still going. <laughs> don't say it, though. Yeah, don't say it. All right, guys. Stay survived.